Welcome to this Wellness Wednesday podcast. I'm Pamela Carvel. I am both a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, otherwise known as NLP, um, and a qualified nutrition advisor. Now, my Wellness Wednesday podcast today is about the potential dangers of following Veganuary. Um, so, a little bit of background. Veganuary was launched back in 2014 in the UK. And it's estimated that over half a million people have signed up for it this year worldwide, um, of which 125,000 roughly are in the UK. But I think more importantly, that's officially signed up. Various papers have have suggested that there's roughly 2.7 million people in the UK following a vegan diet in January 2022, as it now is. And... Even more interestingly is that the World Health Organization um, have done studies into people pursuing a vegan diet and the motivation of their own health or healthy eating is fairly low on the list. So people are motivated by concerns about animal welfare and concerns about the environment and the planet, not eating a vegan diet because of their own health. Now that worries me as a nutrition advisor because if people aren't doing it for good health, following a bad vegan diet is potentially even worse than following a bad non-vegan diet. So to summarise, my serious concerns for somebody's health following a vegan diet, even just for January, is a potential lack of vitamin B12, which can leave you feeling very lethargic, lack of iron, Similarly, can leave you feeling lacking energy. Also, iron is very important for the immune system. Um, and also with a lack of, of protein. And I use protein as a generic term for amino acids because we need all the different various amino acids. A um, couple of other concerns on top of that is potential excess consumption of ultra-processed carbs. Again, in recent years, we've come to realise that one of the biggest single reasons why obesity is as widespread as it is, is because of excess consumption of ultra-processed foods, in particular carbs. And unless someone is following a vegan diet that consists of mainly fresh vegetables and fruit, they are potentially, if they're eating convenience foods, fast foods, are consuming ultra-processed carbs and ultra-processed oils, uh, which have a really bad rap. So that's a summary of my concerns. Now, why am I concerned about that? Well, because the best sources of vitamin B12 are dairy products, eggs, meats and seafood, all of which a vegan is, is cutting out. Personally, I've eaten very little meat for most of my life. It's one of those things I've never really liked it. Um, But I've always eaten eggs. And eggs obviously are packed with vitamins and minerals. And I couldn't imagine ever cutting out eggs to me, so long as I get them from a local source where I know about the welfare of the, the chickens, then that's good enough for me and I will always eat eggs. Similarly with iron, the... Best sources of iron are meat and it's essential for energy and, as I said already, for the immune system. 
Now, as far as vitamin B12 is concerned, the, the best thing to do is quite simply to, to take a supplement. The body does store vitamin B12 in the liver. Um, so it depends if you have high levels of vitamin B12, potentially doing without it for one month won't do you any harm so long as you then resume a diet high in vitamin B12. But of course, if your B12 levels are already low, then going vegan for a month wouldn't be a very clever thing to do without taking an appropriate vitamin B12 supplement. So that would be my advice there. With iron, of course, there are plant sources of iron, such as spinach, for example, but it's a different type of iron. It's a poorer quality of iron as far as the body's concerned, unless if it gets absorbed. So to match the amount of iron in, say, a small piece of red meat, you'd have to eat a hell of a lot of green vegetables. In fact, it'd be almost impossible to do it. So a couple of little tips there. First of all, consuming tea and coffee actually impair the absorption of iron. So be even more mindful of that while you're following a vegan diet. So it's best not to drink tea or coffee while you are eating. Um, conversely, vitamin C increases the absorption of iron. So if you're following a vegan diet and therefore you're relying on plant sources for your iron, it's particularly important to keep high levels of vitamin C from hopefully fresh fruit. Now, the question of protein is, is slightly more complex because proteins are amino acids. Some of them are called essential amino acids because the body can't make them. We have to consume them. And to get all of the amino acids in the right quantity, you really have to know what you're doing in terms of combining the right beans and pulses and grains. In terms of the best non-meat, in other words, the best vegan source of protein, almonds are, are way up there in terms of the amount of protein in them per 100 gram. Similarly, sunflower seeds. Um, they both have more than twice as much protein in them as some of the more sort of obvious sources such as tofu or beans or chickpeas or lentils um, and, and jackfruit, which has become very popular in recent years for turning it into meat alternatives, has a very, very low level of protein per 100 grams. So fine, eat jackfruit as a meat alternative for the pleasure of eating it, but don't consume it as a protein source. The other thing that I researched is that, of course, if you take a bag of, say, fish coated in breadcrumbs and you replace it with a vegan alternative coated in breadcrumbs. Essentially, the fish or chicken, say, coated in breadcrumbs, the main component of that is protein. If you go for a vegan alternative, the principal component is ultra-processed carbs because that's typically what they've made the, the, the fake meat out of. Now, there are obviously some exceptions. So, for example, corn is a great example that, that is uh, made of mushrooms and as such, therefore, is a reasonable source of protein, certainly a much better source of protein um, than, you know, if you look at the ingredients on many of these meat alternatives, they are very high in processed carbs. So the manufacturers of, of these various meat alternatives, uh, many have been advertising extensively on television just lately, like Bird's Eye with their range. Uh, of course, retailers like Marks and Spencer's with their plant kitchen 
you know, most now have vegan ranges, but the ingredients will rarely come anywhere close in terms of nutritional value to the ingredients of eating the meat alternative. So to be a healthy vegan, you really do have to understand your nutrition. The only exception to that would be, obviously, if you are eating a vegan diet that comprises mainly fruit and veg, but then you need to eat the right beans, lentils, legumes, nuts, seeds to complement that. So you still need a fair amount of, of knowledge to eat a vegan diet and to be healthy following that diet. So I certainly wouldn't recommend it for anybody that's worried about their energy levels or their immune system or children, certainly. Um, you know, there have been cases where children have died because the parents have insisted on them following a vegan diet, which is, is heartbreaking to read. Growing children need a completely different diet to as, as adults. So, obviously, I would try to keep my podcast under 10 minutes, so it's a, a quick, punchy listen. Bottom line is, by all means, follow Veganuary, especially if you care about animal welfare. But if you care about animal welfare, perhaps you should be following that sort of diet year round, or certainly caring more about the sources of your foods, because if you buy local organic foods of any kind, they're likely to be better for the environment than some of these vegan foods that have been made in a factory somewhere. Uh, and certainly they're good for the planet in that the meat production has a high um, potential damage to the environment. But so do these factory processes and where these foods are, are shipped from, especially with the high levels of process, say, processed oils and processed carbs in them. So going vegan for just one month, you won't end up with any serious health issues in that short space of time. But if you're lacking energy, get the vitamin B12 and iron supplements in you and pay attention to the protein sources. My advice would be if you're going to follow a vegan diet longer term, you do need to get professional advice or do a lot of studying yourself to make sure that you don't end up deficient in key nutrients. Obviously, I've just focused on three main ones, vitamin B12, iron and protein. I will be writing a longer blog article on this topic for somebody who, who wants to know more about this and I can give specific quantities per 100 grams of protein in items and, and in, in food items and, and explain more about the roles of B12 and iron. I'll be publishing that soon on my blog, which is hypnochick, H-Y-P-N-O-C-H-I-C-K, at wordpress.com. And obviously, if you like this podcast and I've enjoyed what I have to say because I do vary between motivational topics, NLP topics and nutritional topics, then please follow my podcast. As I said, I'm Pamela Carvel. Thank you for listening.